what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Welcome back to My Dad Watches The Bachelor. I'm Meredith, and I'm here with my co-host, my dad. Hey, Meredith, good morning. Uh, hope, you, hope you enjoyed the show last night. You know, it threw me for a loop. There were some things I was not expecting to see. A tear may have been shed. It was rough. It, it was rough, but but to me, there was more normalcy to this episode than I'm accustomed to. I mean, people acting like normal people, having normal people reactions. I mean, there there were a couple of rough spots there, but it wasn't like anyone was being a jerk. It was just people acting like normal people. So, so thumbs up from the dad. Well, before we get into the episode, we have some housekeeping to discuss. Last week, after last week's episode, some rumors came out about one of my favorites, Nate. And I, I texted you about it. I think you know the gist, but basically... From what I understand, two of Nate's exes have come out saying that he was dating both of them at the same time, and the one he dated longer, which I think was a year and a half, never knew that he had a daughter until watching the show. Well, that's probably not good. I, I, I saw some headlines about Nate cheating, and I, and I try not to look for spoilers. I tried, so I didn't, I didn't read the story. I just I saw something about cheating. I did find it interesting that when we read the bios for the guys, I, I, don't, I recall that Nate's bio did not mention anything about his daughter. Uh, and, and in all honesty, I picked Nate to make the final four, if I had known that, I might not have picked him. Is it not? You know, I'm I'm, I'm pro daughters. I have one, but uh, when you know, it's a, it's a big ask for when you're meeting someone to say, "Hey, I've got a daughter. You're going to be the stepmom, the stepdad, whatever that might be." So anyway, that's that's interesting that he did not share it in the bio. It's uh, unfortunate inter- information because. After last night's episode, I would have assumed that Nate would be the favorite to be our next Bachelor. You know, I still want him to be the Bachelor. I have very mixed feelings. Like, this puts a sour taste in my mouth about him being an alleged cheater. So I have, like, some conflicting feelings based on what we've seen on the show. Because I love Nate. I think he's been awesome. So I'm, like, trying to play devil's advocate here and be like, well, maybe – he wasn't that serious with either of these women, you know, not serious to commit to enough to like, not serious enough to commit to one of them and not serious enough to tell her that he has a daughter, you know, maybe he's being a good dad and not involving his child in someone he doesn't see a future with. Although it is kind of ironic that if he had done the same thing with Gabby and left out the daughter info, he probably would still be on the, on the show. That would be an interesting hometown date, though. You know, if, uh, well, meet my family. By the way, I've got a daughter. Here she is. Well, I feel like sometimes single parents go on the show and their children don't necessarily go on the hometown date. But, it, you know, it is news about Nate. I still think that he has potential to be the next Bachelor. I, I really don't feel like this has soured people on him that much because we just love what we've seen of him. 
And he hasn't, I don't think he's gotten a chance to speak on it yet since he's not supposed to publicly speak while still on the show. So I'm interested to see like if we get anything from him this week now that he's gone. I I guess it would be worse for Nate if one of the ladies claiming that he cheated was the mother of his child. I don't know. Uh, So um, I guess there's more information to follow. And yes, Nate, the, came across as, as a really nice guy, sensitive guy, thoughtful guy. But sometimes sometimes guys can cheat. So that's you know, we don't we don't like that. No, we don't. So let's get into the episode. I've got a lot of highs to discuss. Okay. First, the Amsterdam tulip fields look incredible. I would love to go there. They're only in bloom for two weeks. Uh, how do I get there those two weeks? Uh, you'll have to Google that. I don't know. But but it certainly was beautiful. You know, we, we've seen wonderful uh, uh, European cities and, and towns. Uh, and I don't know when they're there. And they, they looked chilly in Amsterdam when they were in the city. It looked, uh, looked a little cool there. So I don't know if this was, um, you know, uh, late spring, early spring. I don't know. But uh, it looked a little bit, a little bit chilly there. A little chilly, and that's why they needed the random hot tub in the middle of their dirt path in the Netherlands countryside. You know, the bachelor's really not subtle. Yeah, I, I did put as a low pop up hot tubs. You know, because sometimes sometimes the hot tubs fit into the locale better than others. This one did not fit at all. You know, we're walking through these fields of tulips that are lovely. Oh, here's a hot tub. No, it that 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 didn't work for me this time. So I um, you know, the convenient hot tub popping up in the middle of rural Holland. Uh, oh, I'm glad that uh, Rachel and Zach on their one-on-one date brought their bathing suits. I guess that's required regardless of where you go because you never know when a hot tub is going to pop up. Well, I was one. I was curious at first, you know, they're biking through the countryside and there's all these little stands, you know, where they get to try on clogs, eat some cheese, some kids selling lemonade. I'm like, are these just there all the time? Are these there specifically because of the date? And then we see the hot tub and I'm like, oh, okay, this is all fake. But the tulips are real and, and uh, you know, it, 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 it was it was very nice. I, I did have some fear. You know, I, I will say going back to the Nate issue, not knowing, uh, not, not having read any of the articles is, you know, once uh, Nate got his walking papers, is he just going to head to the red light district of Amsterdam and, and really get in some some serious trouble there? I hopefully that was not the part of his issues. No, he seems very, he seems mature. I don't think I. There's a part of me that's hoping Nate's not gone, that he could make a return. Gabby still seems very upset about it. So so as a highlight, I I did put down. And this is, this might sound counterintuitive, but the way they the way they handled their breakup, you know, on, on both sides, I thought it was um, you know mature. I thought they both took the high road. You know, Gabby has a one on one date with Nate. Nate's been maybe the star, one of the stars of the the show. They seem to have had a, a very very strong relationship. This is his second one on one date. And basically, she's come to the conclusion that she's not ready to be a mother and and needs to go ahead and tell that to Nate before hometowns and send him on his way. And 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 she is somewhat heartbroken. 
Um, yeah, he's obviously upset, but uh, you know the way he handled it and and the way she handled it, they just they felt like normal people. I was I was surprised. There was nothing incriminating. They didn't say you did this, you did that. Um, so I, I I appreciated that they both took the high road there. I agree. It was a very sad breakup, but you you understand why it's happening, but it doesn't make it hurt any less. I I agree. A high for me is that we got some more therapy talk from the men. You know, Zach is talking about his therapy experience now with some like weight loss and self-love issues, things like that. And I, I, again, think it's good to see these conversations about mental health on national television, especially coming from men. You guys don't really like to talk about that stuff. That's right. We don't. And uh, Zach you know, Zach seems like a very handsome fellow to me, although every now and then when the light hits him right, I think he looks like a werewolf. But he did say that he, through the helping with his therapy, lost 85 pounds and, and just became more comfortable with himself and, and able to accept himself and, and love other people. And and I certainly think that uh, going into the hometowns, he he seems to have the inside track at this point in time, I would say. He seems to be doing well. I I still feel like Tino's a front runner, but I feel like he's starting to, you know. He's starting to crack a little bit. He, yeah, he's cracking under the pressure for sure. He's going to ruin it for himself. Yeah, yeah. and and, and based on our, our previews for next week, it sounds like his, his family is a handful. Mm, great. <laughs> Another high for me. It's gonna like it's it's funny, but it's uncomfortable. I liked Gabby's group date. I thought it was funny, like watching the boys try and answer personal, detailed sex questions. Them giving us their their like safe word. I I thought that showed a lot about who these guys were. We've got safe words from pumpkin to asbestos to Albuquerque. We've got a lot of good ones, and I liked seeing how uncomfortable they were and how funny. Gabby found it. I, you know, I, 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 did, I did not find that date as a high having a dominatrix uh, whipping them or, you know, they, they went through a lot of strange uh, parts to the date there. Um, so, uh, you know, that wasn't, that wasn't my favorite date. It was certainly interesting and different. I guess if you're going to be in Amsterdam, you know, when in Amsterdam, that's what you're going to get. I don't know, but uh, uh yeah, you, I, you know, in my experience is you, you really need to take your time in coming up with your safe word. You know, it's not something you should do on the spot. It takes, you know, it takes much thought there. So, you know, kudos to them for coming up with their, their safe word so quickly. <laughs> I also enjoyed Rachel's group date being in the cheese capital of the world. You know, I've said this before. We're a big cheese family. So I think you know, we really would have thrived there. I also like knowing that Ethan is lactose intolerant, but if Rachel loves cheese, he's also going to love cheese. I feel like Ethan was, he really had his breakout week this week before getting sent home. And um, the cheese holding challenge was giving me major like survivor immunity challenge vibes, which I love survivor. So I was, I was getting into it. And finally, my last high. Ethan calling Tino a big baby, a big baby bitch, a big bitch baby, for being upset that he didn't get the group date rose. 
Yeah, that 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 did uh, make me chuckle a little bit, uh, you know. And, and I was trying to figure out what exactly he said, but uh, it was something along that those lines. And and yeah, you know, I, I don't think Ethan ever really got out of the friend zone. He, you know, Ethan seems like a really really nice guy. You know, the kind of guy that you know your your parents would be happy if you brought home. You know, he's he's not objectionable, but he he just didn't really seem to make more, you know, a, a very passionate type connection to uh to rachel so you know but but you know he seems like a good guy you know maybe we'll see him again on some sort of bachelor type programming like you i'm i'm a big cheese guy so yeah i was very i I enjoyed our cheese uh, opportunities very much i had no idea that uh edom holland is the cheese capital of the world I, I did a little Googling and uh, they, they have some big cheese markets. So I'll, I'll accept that they are the cheese capital of the world. Um, I, I also had some chuckles of, at Ethan who, uh, you know, was on, on camera explaining that he was lactose intolerant, but if Rachel wants him to eat cheese, damn it, he's going to eat some cheese. So, uh, you go Ethan. And, uh, you know, the, this the, at the end of the competition, someone got Tino got crowned as the cheese king. It looked like they gave him a yellow cape or something, uh, in addition to a big wheel of cheese. And and I don't I you know, I'm at a point in my life, or, or and I've probably always been at a point in my life where I'm not going to win the cheese challenge where they uh, made these guys hold you know hundreds of pounds of cheese and said you know, how long how, how long they could last, but. You know, just the idea of being the cheese king for a short period of time is very appealing to me. So, you know, given that opportunity, I, you know, that, I'm, I'm putting that on my bucket list. Do you think Tino got to keep his cheese wheel? And if so, did it make it through customs coming back? Yeah, they, you know, when you, as, as you as you know, when you're buying souvenirs in in foreign countries and have to bring them back, you're really not looking to get anything too bulky. And that that cheese wheel looked like it would be a pain in the butt for him to drag around through the rest of the show and get back, unless the producers are going to say, "Here, we'll we'll take your cheese wheel. We'll make sure it gets back." You know, so I I don't think it was still in his possession by the end of the day. Of course, you know, maybe they took it back and said, "Hey, let's eat some cheese." You know, Ethan, yeah. you can you can sit this one out, but uh, you know, bring out some wine. We're going to eat some cheese and and enjoy this big uh, cruise ship that no one else seems to be on. Bring it back to the ship, have a little cheese, play a little basketball on that small court we saw, go to the gym, enjoy. You're yeah. on vacation. Sit around in their, their white robes and uh, have a good day. You know, it's yeah. all good. Do you have any other highs? No, yeah, the, the cheese and the therapy and, and the breakup. Uh, the way the breakup was handled were the highs that I had there. Well, my first low was Nate getting sent home. I know you you sort of put it as a high, and I I get that, but I did not see this coming. I, I saw maybe you know him getting to top three, top four, getting a hometown, and then her having the mental breakdown about being a mom. But it just felt too soon. I wasn't ready for it. I was blindsided. And also, the whole time this breakup was happening, I was getting distracted because Gabby had on some cheap hoop earring that was turning the side of her face green. 
Didn't notice that. But, How did you uh, not notice that? It looked like she I, had a huge I, bruise I, on the side of her face. I didn't notice it. Okay. So, I'm, I'm, so yeah. So I, I, I understand where you're coming from, and, and, and I certainly don't think that Nate's departure is a high. I just thought the way it was handled was, was mature and, and, and I appreciated that. But uh, also, you know, I had Nate in my final four, so I was sorry to see him leave. And I thought that uh, he had, had done more than most of these guys to build a relationship with Gabby, which, which made it more difficult for the both of them. So uh, I'm, I'm also sorry to see Nate leave. And, you know, if, if we do this show and have a bachelor, I kind of hope it's Nate. I think he would be a great uh, bachelor as long as, you know, he isn't taken down by the cheating scandals. I agree. Team Nate here. Yeah, you, you mentioned the earrings. One thing that I found distracting was, was the red fluffy dress that Rachel was wearing on her one-on-one date. It had these like- You mean like the sleeves? The, the enormous shoulders puffy thing that was going on there. Did I, I didn't like that. It, it I don't know. Was, I kind of liked it. She looked good. I, I mean, she's a, she's a pretty girl. She looks good. But I, I thought that the fluffy dress thing, I, I, I didn't think that that was a great look. I, I probably wouldn't think it was a great look on, on anyone. So I didn't really like that. My only other low is that we have COVID making an appearance during this episode. And Logan tests positive for COVID sometime between the group date and the cocktail party of the group date. Between the day and night, sometimes he apparently tests positive for COVID. And Jesse Palmer does an incredibly bad job of explaining to the men what happened to Logan. This podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative, a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more, visit thejacksoncreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. I don't know why he couldn't just tell the guys he has COVID because it's probably like you should know because you've just spent the whole day with him. You could have COVID as well. But he he basically acts like maybe Logan died or got sent home. We don't really know. And I am confused as to whether Logan's still on the show or not. Well, I, I put down COVID discrimination as a low in that it, it sort of felt like that because Logan got COVID, there was no opportunity for Gabby to even give him a rose. And and I don't know when this show is being shot. I assume it was a few months ago, you know, earlier mm-hmm. this year, where I don't, I don't know if it is a requirement for the people on the show to have been vaccinated or, or anything like that. Um, but you know, these days, basically there are people getting COVID. They generally stay home for a week. They, you know, if if they've been vaccinated with the, with the current variations of COVID out there, they have a bad cold. As you all know, the mom had, had a, uh, a COVID adventure and, and, uh, and she's doing fine. But, uh, um, you know, generally it's, it's not something I, I I thought that even if Logan didn't show up at the uh, at the rose ceremony, that he still should have been eligible for a rose, and it didn't seem like there was that option there. Well, Gabby only gave out three roses because that's what she was comfortable with. She didn't feel ready to meet Spencer's family, even if 
you know, he was the only one left to give a rose to. So I think it's possible that Logan could come back with a hometown date because I, I, they didn't make it clear that Logan's gone. And we also, you know, last week saw a clip of Jesse telling Logan to pack his bags. Was that all editing? Was that not real if Logan's gone? Or I don't know. This It just seems weird. I don't feel like we got a full story here. Something's missing. I, I guess that's why we'll have to watch next week. Indeed. And I, I, my last note on that is that I bet Rachel is laughing, thinking about how karma is biting him in the butt for leaving her, her team. Good point. Good point. So, but, and, and it did seem like Logan was doing pretty well with Gabby. So, so, so we'll yeah, see. And I, I mean, what would have happened if like on Rachel's side, like Tino or Zach got COVID? I mean, she, Rachel's not going to be like, okay, they're gone. It's a front runner. Like they're still going to be there. They're still sticking around. I I, I would think so. So, I mean, and and it seems like I, these are happening in sort of discrete weeks. So it seems like maybe uh, Logan needs to quarantine for a week and maybe, I don't know, you could be right. Maybe we'll see a hometown with Logan. Who knows? I'm also just curious about the logistics of this. I mean, not only has Logan, I kissed Gabby recently. He's probably kissed Rachel recently and Rachel and Gabby have kissed everyone else. So I, I'm shocked that this is not getting spread throughout everyone. Yeah. It sort of, it sort of is a Petri dish of, we, you know, we, we know about cruise, cruise ships sort of have a reputation of being the Petri dishes of COVID. So um, it's, it's, it's an interesting situation that we will continue to monitor. I just I want more details, and I know that Jesse is not going to give those to me. Well, let's 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 move on then to right reasons and wrong reasons. My right reason you've already touched on. It was the Gabby Nate breakup. I, as you said, you know it's very sad to watch, but at the same time, very mature for Gabby to know she's not ready to be a mom and send Nate home before involving his daughter next week, potentially. And Nate and Gabby handled it really well. You know, it was, there was understanding there. They understood what was going on. It was sad. It hurt to watch, but like they both knew why it was happening, that there really wasn't anything they could do to change how either of them felt. You know, Nate can't get rid of his daughter and Gabby can't just be ready to be a mom when she has so many mommy issues. And it's just sad, but I, I get it. I get it. Well, I, I did put uh, Gabby down as my right reason. I, I, I thought it showed some courage on her part to recognize that, uh, you know, what she's ready for and what she's not ready for. And, and she's not ready to be the mom yet. And then I also give her credit for after that went down, she's still pretty upset, but she comes and talks to the other guys and, and sort of lets them know, uh, what's going on there. And, and I, I just found that to be classy. And, and I thought those dumb guys should have hopped up real quick and given her some hugs and cause they, they should have figured out that she's pretty upset and, and eventually they do. But I, I thought that they, you know, they, they seem to sit on their butts way too much for me. So uh, Gabby, Gabby gets my right reason this week. She also like wasted a one-on-one date opportunity to like, you know, 
move forward some other relationships because she had like so much respect for Nate that she wanted to spend that time with him and like give him, I guess, as much closure, like time that they needed to ha- mm-hmm. to do that because they didn't really do anything on their date. They walked down a block, said, oh, have you been to Amsterdam? No. Have you been to Amsterdam? Yes. And then they broke up. No, I, I I thought she was classy. Again, you know, like you said, to, to use her one-on-one date. We we've seen in other situations where the the lead person might just go seek out the uh, person that's going home and and have sort of a individual conversation, which uh, you know that's okay too. But this this seemed uh, uh, to be a very adult, mature way to handle it. I'm unaccustomed to seeing this on the show, so it really it took me aback. Well, you know, Gabby is older than the average contestant on the show at 31. All of 31, yes. My wrong reason, you're going to like this one. It's our boy Jesse Palmer. He met Gabby and Rachel during the beginning of the episode to, to you know, talk about, I guess, where they are in, this, in the show. He offers them no advice, just acknowledges where they are in the process and saying that Gabby looked emotional, not helpful. And then bringing bad news to Gabby that Logan has COVID, making her cancel the cocktail party, even though they've all spent the whole day together anyways. They're all prob- they've already all been exposed. And also not telling the guys what happened with Logan that caused the cocktail party to get canceled. Jesse Palmer is just useless. Well, and I'll throw on top of that, something that I found very awkward in the rose ceremony, at least the way they showed it on on television, is that Gabby gave out her roses and Spencer didn't get one. So he's left standing there while Rachel gives out her roses. And then it's like, all right, fellas, if you didn't get a rose, say your goodbye so, you know, poor Spencer's got to be standing there the whole time that Rachel's going through there, the, you know, her rose thing. And, and, uh, I found that to be awkward and, and inappropriate for, for Spencer. I don't, you know, I've not been a big Spencer fan. He seems, he seems fine. He didn't really stand out to me, but I just thought that was a, a poor way to cut him loose. So I, 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 I had Jesse as, as my wrong reason, but I'll throw out there as well, uh, Tino, just for the way he reacted when he didn't get the group rose, and 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 for uh, being a big baby bitch. Yeah, I I think he I think he said there was a real baby back bitch. I'm not sure what that is. You know, I'm, I'm I've heard of the baby back ribs. I'm not sure of the baby back bitch, but I liked it. And uh, and kudos to Ethan. The next day, he was hanging out with Tino and says. No, you're you're sort of a jerk last night, and uh, sort of calls him on it a little bit. So you know, again, Ethan, a really good stand-up guy. You know, might might not have the the romantic connection there, but just seems to be a good guy. And and he and Tino talked it out. So so that was it wasn't like Tino, you know, stayed in baby back bitch mode. He seemed to say, yeah, you're right. I probably you know I was I was pretty uh, shaken, and 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 I I should have should have hung out for a little bit, but. Uh, you know, at least he acknowledged it. So again, normal people. I'm not used to this on this show. What's going on here, Meredith? <laughs> well, before we get into our MVP and fatherly advice, I want us to make our picks for who wins for each girl. I'd also like to acknowledge that all of my top four, Eric, Tino, Zach, and Avon, 
all still around. This has never happened before. And, and I've only got two, Eric and Zach, although I did pick both of them to win. So my, my two winners are still out there. So if you're asking me to, if you were asking me to repick winners, I'm going to stay with Zach for Rachel. You know, I know, I know you're, you, you picked Avon and you're, you're liking Tino. Um, for Gabby, I go back and forth between Jason and Eric. And, and I, you know, if anything, maybe Logan is the dark horse. I don't know. But um, I, for some reason, I kind of, although I picked Eric, I don't trust Eric. I don't I, either. I get very weird vibes from him. Yeah, I, I don't trust Eric. He's like a uh, secret villain. Yeah. I mean, Eric, you know, Eric strikes me as the sort of guy that if he wins a month from now, we're going to hear, oh, they broke up, you know, because something bad happens. So, you know, if, if I had to pick one today, I would probably go with Jason. I agree. I think Jason should, if, if Nate does not come back, I think Jason is who Gabby should pick. I think that that would get her the most genuine relationship moving out of the show. I don't think that he's here for fame. He had his Instagram on private for like the first four weeks of the show, which is just unheard of. And I, he seems the most genuine to me, even though we both picked Eric, Eric gives me weird vibes. And I would, for Rachel, I think I would pick Tino still. I think she's just trying to make Tino sweat it out a little bit. No, I, I, I certainly think Tino and Zach are the, the front runners. Although you know, I, I, I like uh, Tyler. He seems like a nice guy. Um, I, I don't even know why Tyler's doing a hometown date. He's 100% not making it to fantasy suites. He will be going home next week. Okay. Well, uh, okay. We'll see. We'll see. Well, who's All your right. MVP? Who's your MVP? My MVP is Gabby. Always. You know, she's making hard decisions with Nate, but unlike Rachel, she's not going to let it ruin her whole week. She's able to still bounce back and have a good time with the remaining men. She's not going to cry about it all week, even if she's still sad. So props to her. And I also am impressed that she knows she's not ready to meet four guys' families. So she's only going to take three hometowns, supposedly, unless... The Logan, you know, Logan thing's still up in the air, but I think it's, it was big of her to be like, you know, Spencer, we're not there. Even if I have the opportunity for a fourth row, so I just know it's not right. I'm not going to involve your families. I'll take one less hometown. I think those are impressive things that she did this week. Yeah, I, I think that's a, a very appropriate choice, particularly this week. So, so uh, good for Gabby. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, one one difference I think between the the spiraling meltdowns is that you know, I think Gabby had more control over this issue. I guess Rachel has sort of felt that she's been blindsided by the actions of some of the guys, which might make it more difficult for her. You know, but, but those actions just aren't as big of a deal as. You know this big Gabby and Nate breakup when Nate's been a front runner this whole time. Yeah, this would be like Rachel and Tino breaking up, and Rachel, you know, would cancel the rest of the week to deal with it. Maybe Rachel would feel better if she made that decision, but uh, yeah, you know, Gab, you know, maybe, maybe there's some some maturity issues there. You know, Rachel's a little bit younger. Who knows? 
So, do you have any fatherly advice to wrap us up? So, so you know, a few things. I, you know, number one is, as you know, I spent the weekend with my father, the grandpa. You know, and you know, one thing that uh, I didn't say, hey, you know, I'm doing this podcast with your granddaughter. Uh, you know, what advice should I throw out there? But certainly, you know, we were talking, and you know, he's he's uh, really down on texting. You know, and once more phone calling, you know, I know that you two email a lot. I think he's fine with that, but he's, he's a down with the texting kind of guy. You know, apparently. Well, is he down with the texting because he doesn't like it or because he doesn't understand how to do it? He says he can text, but it should be used for things like my flight is late, not to carry on conversations. So I know that's really not anything to do with this dumb show because they've, all the phones have been taken away, but just some grandpa advice there. Some some fatherly advice there, uh, you know. Let's just still uh, you know take a step back here. You know, being a parent, whether we were talking about Gabby and not being ready to be a mother, that is a big deal. And you know, we need to make sure that you young folks are ready before you take that step. That advice: start with a cat. You know, you can just throw some kibbles out there, go away for the weekend. The cat will make it. You don't kill the cat. Go up to a dog. You can take care of the dog then consider being a parent. Where does the plant fit in? I'm, I think I'm at the plant level. I, I don't know. I probably would have killed the plant. So I don't, I'm, not, I'm not good with the plant. So, so maybe I, I would like go, cat, then plant, then dog? Go with the artificial plant. That's my advice on the plant. Um, you know, I, the, old, the old breakup advice, it's not you, it's me. You know, how many of us have used that one? You know, and, and that's what Gabby used uh, with But me. it is true in this situation. And this time it was true. And it, and it usually works. Probably makes you feel a little bit better. It's not you. It's me. She also could have said, it's not you. It's your daughter. <laughs> um, I, I'm, as always, I'm up. Uh, I'm, I'm pro good communication. And as I mentioned, uh, I was very impressed with Gabby coming down to talk to the guys about what happened to Nate. So, you know, that's always a pillar, a foundation of good relationships. So let's always work on that good communication, but let's not over-communicate with sex and a dominatrix. We really don't need to be doing that on a big TV show. You don't need the dominatrix and all, all, you know, she was asking a lot of bleeped questions there. So let's be careful about that. I know. I wish this show was on Peacock so we could get the dirty version. It's like Uh, Love Island. All right. That's what I've got for you this week. All right. I'm waiting to see if you have anything else that – are we done with our dad jokes? I I don't have a dad joke this week, but I'll work on a new – I'll work work on that for next week. Mm, No, I mean, I think it's best if we just leave it. You brought it up. Well, you know, I was just waiting to see. Okay. But that's it. We'd like to thank The Mesh for hosting our podcast – And if you like what you're hearing, feel free to give us a five-star rating and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Join us next week as we discuss hometown dates from the right perspective and my dad's. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. 
Check us out online at TheMesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.